Ayan na, ayan na. Kamusta kayo dyan, mga kameta? Ito na, ito na. Live na tayo. Ayan na. 100 days na. 100 days. 100 days of Marcus Jr. in power. Ayan, mga kameta. Happy na ba kayo? Ramdam nyo ba ang? Ramdam nyo ba ang? Tawag dyan. Uh, Unity. Wait lang, tingnan ko kung gumagana tong ano natin. Yan, gumagana nga. Ramdam nyo ba guys ang Unity? 100 days of Unity. Yan talaga. Hopping happy na naman tayo dyan. Wala na naman lahat ng mga problema natin dapat ngayon. Diba mga ka-Unity? Kamusta na kayo dyan? Ayan. Okay. Today pag-usapan natin first 100 days of President Marcus Jr. Let's just call it Marcus II, no? Kamusta ang ano natin diyan? Performance. Ano nakita natin sa mga latest surveys? Anong reaction ng tao? Yan, medyo pag-usapan natin 'yan, mga kameta. Yan. So kanina actually na-receive ko from Pulse Asia, 'yun, no? Friendship. Uh, na-receive na po natin ang resulta ng latest survey no ukol sa performance ng government on yung mga top urgent issues na na-identify ng taong bayan no yan ang titingnan natin ngayon guys mga kameta ayan so eto ah, let's go through this medyo man <laughs> tayo Hindi, hindi, mabait ako ngayon, mabait ako ngayon. Check natin mga latest numbers. Ayan, so, makikita nyo dyan, mga kameta. Ayan, so ito yung mga latest numbers na kita natin sa Pulse Asia. Ano yung mga priorities para sa taong bayan, diba? So, klarong-klaro guys, when it comes to priorities... Nang taong bayan, hindi yung world war on drugs, I love China, Pogo, ayan, federalism, ubusin ng mga komunista, yung mga ano ni ano, alam niyo na sino mga yan, diba? Hindi yung mga yan, hindi yung mga yan ang priorities, mga kameta. Ang priority po ngayon is controlling inflation, 66%. So, two-thirds ng mga Pilipino para sa kanila, the top concern, no? I controlling inflation, no? Uh, and then number two, increasing the pay of workers, so wage hike. Siyempre related 'yan kasi umaakyat ng mga presyo ng bilhin, uh, more than 6% pa rin yata inflation rate natin based on the latest numbers we're seeing at ang projection ng mga experts is uh, until next month pa siguro at least, no? Mataas pa rin ang inflation rates before it peaks. And remember, we still have to do a meta on this. Pinag-usapan natin, the U.S. Federal Reserve, uh, they might do another hike in November. So that's next month, dun sa next meeting nila. Uh, so that could put a, a more pressure on Philippine pesos, further depreciation. Some are saying baka ba sa 65, 67, 68. Although, sabi ni Salceda so I'll take it with a grain of salt sometimes. But not on economics, in fairness. He kind of knows what he's talking about when it comes to economics, at least. Um... So that could put pressure also on import costs and also on global economic growth. So inevitably, may negative impact na naman yan sa Pilipinas. And then, of course, yung number three is creating more jobs. So employment generation ang concern. As we know, the Philippines has highest unemployment rate sa ASEAN region. Highest sa buong ASEAN region. 
Google nyo lang yan. Uh, hindi na kailangan ni spoon fit sa inyo lahat yan. No? So the Philippines also has very high unemployment rate. And there are even questions about paano naman measure ang employment sa Pilipinas. Because people may have employment but it's underemployment. You know, uh, hindi siya regular job, hindi siya well-paying, hindi wala siyang 13 month, wala siyang, you know, all the bonuses and uh, security of tenure, etc. So, even though already mataas yung level of unemployment sa atin, it's the quality of the jobs also which is highly questionable. You no, know? So, the number of real good jobs is quite limited sa Pilipinas. At lastly, of course, dun sa top four, reduction of poverty. No? Poverty reduction. So, yung Corruption, number five lang siya. So, it's not as much priority to people. Siguro good news yan dun sa mga alam nyo na. Connect the dots. And then, fighting criminality, uh, drugs, mga ganun. You can see it's not really in the super top priorities. no? Especially in fighting drugs, etc. Yung mga ano ni tatay, di ba? So, you can clearly see na economics first. As a policy agenda for Marcos Jr. in his first hundred days or first six months or in his honeymoon phase perfectly makes sense. Dahil nga yung priorities ng taong bayan, guys, ay very much economic focus. And very much on the issue of inflation. No? So, yan. So, if you, if you look at it, tignan natin mga latest inflation numbers para we have an idea what we're talking about here. Ayan. So, four-year high inflation. No? Four-year high. So, highest in four years po ang inflation rate natin ngayon. So, that's the, that's the situation, guys. That we're facing right now, no? Uh, so, you expect people to further prioritize itong issue ng inflation, fighting inflation, and uh, they're gonna also see how effective the government is gonna act accordingly. Now, don't worry, I'll... I'll so, ito. So, kung makikita nyo, guys, ito, four-year high ang inflation rate po natin ngayon, diba? So, ito. So, our inflation rate is now four-year high. So, highest in four years, no? Uh, ito yung basa sa latest reports na lumabas. Almost 7%, guys. 6.9% inflation rate natin. Uh, ito yung above yung forecast ng mga analysts. So, it's worse than expected. <clears throat> so, it's higher than yung uh, earlier polls ng mga economists na ginawa ng uh, Reuters, for instance. And it was also faster than expected inflation rate <clears throat> Uh, compared to what the Banco Central perhaps was expecting. So, ayon sa Banco Central ng Pilipinas, which has the power to set the interest rates and indirectly affect inflation rates <clears throat> by affecting borrowing rates and growth, the BSP is prepared to take further policy actions to bring inflation toward the target consistent path over the medium term, consistent with its primary objective to promote price stability. <clears throat> Ang target kasi ng gobyerno, guys, pagdating sa inflation is uh between 2 to 4%, no? So we're still way beyond that at the four-year high of almost 7%. So naalala niyo yung press conference ni Paolo Marcos na I don't agree with that number, we're not that high, etc. Ayan, medyo high tayo. Yung high na inflation, ha? Just to be clear. Ayan, mga gagka Grand Prix, mga Formula 1. Kamusta na mga kaijan? Alright, so ito po yung medyo... Concern natin ngayon. Now, balikan natin guys yung uh, issue ng yung, yung Pulse Asia. Balikan natin yan. At tignan natin guys ano yung naging assessment ng taong bayan pagdating sa performance ng government dito sa mga key issues no? 
na tinitignan natin. Alright? Ito, 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 ito. One second. Lalabas na siya. So, ito. Dito natin makikita, guys. Ano yung, per issue, ah, issue-based satisfaction rate. Hindi yung parang love mo ba si tatay or hindi. Hindi yung ganun, ah. Yung talagang spe- specific issue-driven. So, ito, guys, ah. So, ito, 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 ito. So, ito yung perceived urgency uh, of selected national issues and national administration performance. Okay, that's interesting. Yan natin para makita natin ang gusto. So, kung makikita nito sa numbers, guys. Alright. So, mataas ang approval ni Pangulong Marcos pagdating sa responding sa issue ng kalamidad. No? So, we saw in the two major natural crises that happened, Despite all the attacks na saan si Paolong Marcos, etc. And then of course, the week after, yung Grand Prix, etc. In fairness naman, nakita natin, medyo proactive yung response doon sa Carding, uh, Typhoon Carding, at saka doon also sa earthquake na nangyari sa uh, northern areas of ating bansa. And nasabi ko nga, kudos kay DSW Secretary Erwin Tulfo also for having very proactive response dito sa mga issue na yan. Pagdating sa control doon sa spread ng COVID-19, mataas ang approval rating also at 78%. Protecting the welfare of OFWs, napakataas din. So, maraming natutuwa ng OFWs, promoting peace in the country. Uh, thank God, wala naman major incidents. Fighting criminality, uh, enforcing the law uh, on all, so rule of law. Uh, creating more jobs, medyo mas mababa at 59% but still good. Stopping the destruction of abuse of environment. Uh, I'm not sure how how much people are keeping up dun sa issue ng environmental, ecological sustainability. Increasing the pay of workers, medyo below 50% na, so not very good. Fighting graft and corruption in government. Um, uh, I'm sorry, dun sa, pala sa kabila, 58%. So, still okay. 52% sa defending yung integrity of Philippine uh, territory. In fairness naman, para sa akin, actually, President Marcos has been doing pretty well compared to at least the previous president dito sa West Philippine Sea issues. Very consistent siya na ang China, walang basihan yung claims nila. They're claiming what is already ours, that we have to invoke our arbitration award. In fairness naman sa kanya, is quite consistent on that. I was expecting him to get higher points dun sa issue na yan. Reducing sa poverty, medyo mababa ni Reigns. Ang approval lang niya is 39%. Ang disapproval po ay 26%. No? So, ang net satisfaction niya is plus 13. Nonetheless, guys, medyo mababa yan. So, you know. Uh, and then, this is where, guys, it gets interesting. Because pagdating sa controlling inflation, negative 11. So, 31% approved. 27% undecided, 42% ay hindi natutuwa dun sa performance ng government pagdating sa dealing with inflation. Now, I have to see the overall numbers, what is the overall uh, popularity of President Marcos Jr. I won't be surprised it's at least in the 60-70% territory. Uh, unity nga tayo, di ba? Maybe not as high as President Duterte. Now, there are many factors that can explain that. We can discuss that separately. Uh, but you can clearly see on the issue that is most relevant to the Filipino people, which is the inflation issue, this is also where you have a net negative rating for the president, 42% per, uh, disapproval, 27% undecided, only 31% have been approving it. Now, again, to be fair naman to President Marcos, there are many factors that explain inflation, including exogenous factors, international factors, etc. And not to mention, pago pa lang siya, so he's... You know, he's in, he has inherited the macroeconomic conditions from President Marcos' times. Nonetheless, like, uh, for me, ha, 
having a negative 11 rating on a top issue of concern in the honeymoon phase first 100 days i'm not sure that's something very good uh for this administration you would have expected them to have a consistently high grade so sigurang challenge either for president marcos is to properly explain to people what are the circumstances of inflation what they're doing siguro better explain anong trabaho ng bsp although the bsp to be technically correct about it is actually supposed to be independent from the government but but you know what are the efforts by the department of finance what are the efforts to mitigate ang impact nito uh, in terms of providing um uh, let's say alleviation mechanisms, ayuda, etc., subsidies, para tulungan yung mga pinaka vulnerable na sector. So I think there's a communication issue also here, whereby perhaps the administration can better explain the circumstances of this inflation, para naman siguro the ratings could improve, no? Kaya nga mahalaga, mahalaga din siguro sino magiging next uh, press secretary slash presidential spokesman. Because, of course, yun yung trabaho ng... Alam naman si Paolo Marcos parating nandyan, di ba? So, si Paolo Marcos kanina may statement dun sa most likely next na press secretary natin. So, as I said, meron tayong concern... Uh, meron dapat medyo concern ng administration dahil mat, mat, sobrang baba ng rating nila dito sa inflation management which happens to be the top concern. So, ayon kay Paolo Marcos Jr., Ang gusto niya yung magiging next na press secretary niya is a journalist or a media practitioner. Yun naman ang kailangan. Yun marunong mag-messaging para yung gusto naming palabasin talagang lumalabas. That's what's important that we get the information, the messaging across. Of course, effectively, etc. Now, I don't know bakit blogger ang kinuha niya bilang previous press secretary niya, but let's see dun sa mga top candidates sinong papasok, no? Whether it's a former Press Secretary uh, like uh, Mike Toledo who served under President Estrada, whether it's one of the Ramulia brothers, a former reporter in that case, whether it's going to be Cesar Chavez, a long-term radio man, former Chief of Staff of ISCO, who did pretty well also in managing the PR of ISCO when ISCO was the mayor of Manila. Let's look. Let's look at that. But clearly, I think President Marcos recognizes that it's mahalaga that they get someone who can uh, have a more effective communication strategy and I'm sure that the numbers that came out from Pulse Asia perhaps could help to put things into context and perhaps could serve as a kind of, a, let's say, advice, no? as a kind of a cautionary messaging or signaling on things that they have to improve. As I said, overall, marami naman magandang ratings, but ito kasi inflation talaga yung pinakamalaking issue sa taong bayan. So if you have a negative 11 net trust rating, that's, that's, or approval rating, that's, that's not very encouraging, no? Especially honeymoon period ka pa lang, especially unity, especially 31 million, especially all of that, right? Uh, and, and let me go back to this because there's a class and geographical element also to these numbers, no? Pagdating sa uh, itong priorities, let me explain to you guys, let, let, let us bring out the numbers here. Tanggalin natin ng sandali ito, mga kapatid. Oops, ito palang natanggal. Okay. So, so yun. So, that's the context within which President Marcos is looking for effective presidential spokesman, effective... Uh, <laughs> Ay, nako. May mga nagtatanong sa... Paano kung ako na-offer down ng presidential spokesman? I'm like, guys naman, wag ganyan. Wag tayong ganyan. Wag niyo akong kulitin, ha? <laughs> Ito na naman tayo. Kapo naman si Mayor Magalog. Sabi niya, ako na lang mag-mayor ng Baguio next. So, mamaya na tayo dyan. Mamaya na tayo dyan sa politika. Dito muna tayo sa meta. Okay, so dito guys, nakikita natin. 
yung element of class and geography pagdating sa mga top issues na tinitignan natin o doon sa mga kameta natin sa YouTube pasensya na ilalabas natin naman yan don't worry about it all these numbers and of course you can access it ipopostin natin yung links etc if necessary doon sa mga datos na dinidiscuss natin mahalaga naman guys dito is uh, na-appreciate nyo yung konteksto ng diskusyon natin dito alright okay uh, okay Balikan natin to So, manikita natin sa issue ng controlling inflation, guys. Uh, sa NCR po, napakamalaking issue po itong inflation, no? Uh, mas mataas sa balance Luzon. Although, it's even higher actually sa Visayas and Mindanao. So, actually, mga kababayan natin sa Mindanao at Visayas, I think they're feeling the pinch even more pagdating dito sa... Uh, or feeling the squeeze, rather. Uh, pagdating dito sa uh, higher cost of living. Nakikita din natin guys dito na may element din ng class. So yung mga ABC, so that's more or less C, no? Kasi good luck getting surveys into Dasmarinas, into those rich gated areas na uh, A A level. So ito yung mga kita nila more than a million a year, no? At least 100 to 200,000 pesos a month, no? So medyo mayayaman na yung mga yan. So it's really C, no? Or BC at most, no? That we're talking about here. Uh, so, 51% ang concern sa kanina inflation. No? Actually, the bigger concern for ABC, guys, is not inflation. It's actually increasing the pay of workers. So, wage ang concern. Again, suspecha ko C yan eh. B and C yan who want higher incomes to keep the lever of more leisurely lifestyles. Pero kitang-kita natin, guys, dito is 71% pagdating sa D. No? So, ito yung mga urban poor, masa. Uh, they're really feeling it even more dun sa rural poor no yung mga e no so dito talaga sa Metro Manila uh, sa mga malalaking siyudad sa Visayas Mindanao na feel talaga ng sobrang sobra etong inflation issue na yan so nakikita natin guys talaga there, there's a class and geographical element to this interesting though now go to issues that for instance were very important for President Duterte during his term like for instance fighting criminality uh, 23% lang sa NCR 22% lang sa balance so interestingly even in Mindanao and Visayas it is a very low priority sa kanila no and it's also a very low priority for ABC no uh, for the middle class slightly higher priority pa rin for urban poor no yung issue ng criminality problems etc so nakikita natin na issues that were like central to president Duterte We're not, we're not as not, are not as central uh, to us right now. And nakita natin pagdating sa foreign policy issue, it's really a low priority. Pagdating sa West Philippines, etc., uh, it's a really, really low priority. So single digits ang nakita natin. Ang suspecha ko naman dito is, these issues like West Philippines become important kung may nang, nang, nangyari na naman mga kababalaghan dyan sa West Philippines, including mga ginagawa ng China dyan, di ba? Mga bullying, etc., sa fishermen, so on and so forth. Then the numbers go up, no? So, So, kung ikaw si President Marcos ngayon, you won't be worried. You're gonna be quite okay with the numbers overall. Uh, you're confident that, well, you focus on economy, and economy is what people are really concerned about, so you'll feel good. But nonetheless, sabi ko nga, pagdating doon sa key issue ng inflation, medyo hindi ganong kamaganda uh, yung ratings ng administration. So really, siguro he has to get a good presidential spokesman, a good press secretary, Uh, so to to better explain the situation, no? Uh, ayan. Let's now go to more like spontaneous discussion on this issue. I'll try to be quicker on this. Let me check the comments, by the way, guys. Yung mga comments niya, etc. So, ayan. Ayan, ayan. 
Iba naman kausap niya si Xiao Chiu naman ang kausap niya diyan sa baba. Mga Formula 1. Mga ano? Mga ano? Tawag diyan. Mga Grand Prix. Grand Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, ako First 100 days. Kamusta naman ang first 100 days? <laughs> Marami tayong pwedeng pag-usapan. Ako We'll have more detailed discussion on this because I'm 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 writing something on this about some of the uh, differences between President Duterte and President Marcos and some of the rifts and uh, uh, realignments in terms of priorities that we're seeing here. Just to briefly put this, uh, mga sa YouTube, sa Facebook, sa iba't ibang platforms. Let me put it this way: I think in under, under President Marcos Jr., I think the first hundred days. Ang gusto niya talaga is an element of stability, element of chill, an element of equilibrium. May element of technocratic populism in a sense that, you know, I'll offer you a very effective government, a government that will make us mala Singapore, etc. Okay, given yan. But I have also technocratic expertise, get ko yung mga technical terms na yan. Andyan naman yung mga top-level cabinet members. If you look at the selection of cabinet members, very competent cabinet naman ang meron sa... Uh, sa ilalim ng uh, administration ngayon. So, there's all of those elements. no. Of course, there's also an element of reintroduction of the Philippines, as President Marcos put it, but also rebranding of the Marcoses. I think the, President Marcos Jr. wants to project a different image, a unifying statesman, uh, a traditional, reliable, steady one, a steady hand in difficult times. He reached out to the West. He repaired our ties with our traditional partners. Hindi siya masyadong aggressive on the red tagging issue, uh, hindi siya masyadong aggressive or masyadong atat dun sa issue ng federalismo. At the same time, of course, he's trying to keep away from other issues na potentially may blowback, you know, issues like corruption, human rights, democracy, uh, social justice. Yeah, so, so really, it's more economics, moderation, traditionalism, veterans, technocratic, yun talagang focus ni Paolo Marcos Jr. To a certain degree, I think he achieved what he wanted to achieve. At least this is what I see from the response from international media, international partners, including those in the West. But at the same time, katotohanan kasi dito is, there's still a lot of challenges the president is facing. Now, uh, first of all, of course, we saw the scramble inside. We saw the fact that, anong, anong po? First of all, nakita natin that within the administration, guys, nakita natin na, ayan, wala pang four months, tatlong cabinet members ay na-reshuffle, Right? As I said, you can spin that and make make it look like well, at least that means walang sinasanto dito sa kabinete nyan that anyone is dispensable that the president is not gonna just stick with anyone. Kung may malika or hindi ka pasok pasok don sa agenda or gusto priorities ng government, then out ka na. Okay, so that they can spin that in a way, but still, major weird yan. But actually, what's even more strange or Some would even say disconcerting is hanggang ngayon, wala pa yata tayong DOH secretary. So, 100 days na, wala pang DOH secretary. And considering how important the Department of Health is, pagdating sa Pilipinas, pagdating sa pandemic, pagdating sa post-pandemic recovery, at considering how much of a hit the Department of Health took in the past few years because of pandemic, because of scandals, because of all the kababalaghan, you know, controversies, etc., you really need to, you know, To get things in order, right? Ayusin yung gulo don sa lob, de ba? Sa lob ng DOH, de ba? So, so the fact that walaparin tayong DOH secretary ang gangen as far as I'm not talking about acting. I'm like yung yatalagang permanent full full fledged secretary is a little bit worrying. And then of course, this is what we can discuss more down the road. Is you know also this 
looks like differences with Paolo Duterte, former President Duterte, who's now coming back into the political fray and even projecting himself as a potential fiscalizer, okay, Paolo Marcos. So that shows that there are aspects to Paolo Marcos that did not make Duterte people, some of them not very happy, right? because iba yung priorities ni Marcos Jr. Now, he's the president now, Marcos. He can set the agenda. He'll try to chart an independent path as much as possible, internationally, domestically. But down the road, he will have to do some difficult balancing because the Dutertes are still very influential. The vice president is the Duterte. Former president Duterte will still be a force to reckon with. They're already looking at midterm elections, the PDP Laban, the supporters of the president. A lot of supporters of the president, former president, want this administration to take a tougher stance on communism, more militaristic stance, which is what quite different from what National Security Advisor Clarita Carlos wants, from what the current administration wants. So there will be challenges ahead, no? So it's not going to be easy. And as I said, in the meantime, siguro ang kailangan talaga dito ni Paolo Marcos is, well, many things, but get a real competent guy or or lady to handle his communications, right? Because communications is key. And of course, factual communications, professional communications. Hindi yung, alam nyo na, respect my onion opinion. All right, okay. You get what I'm talking about, right? So yung DOH secretary na medyo wala pa, na permanente na talagang full-fledged, medyo, hmm, medyo red flag yan for some people. And then, of course, you can also say, even the Department of Agriculture, I mean, I appreciate the president coming in and trying to inject some dynamism and expand some of his political capital to get things moving and shaking, etc. But eventually, there should be a permanent person to take care of the Department of Agriculture because Marcos is the president of the Philippines, not only the Department of Agriculture secretary. So, marami siyang kailang ayusin, marami siyang priorities. Of course, mame, baka kailang ulit ng Formula One, Grand Prix Diplomacy, nakita ko yung chinequing schedule, di ba? Hindi maabutan in Japan, but you get what I'm saying. Like, there's a, there's a macro management that has to happen here. So, hindi man pwede parate. My, my cabinet portfolio ka sa by president ka. So, so in in a way it's it's a mixed bag but there there are points of strengths and strategic re, re, reorientation and rebooting that has been also going on under president marcos that many people are appreciating including those who didn't vote for him or those who are hindi natuwa sa kanya or sa kanyang administration at, at the very beginning so this is an interesting dynamic fluid picture we're looking at all right yeah maraming salamat dun sa mga nakinig sa atin i know medyo gabing gabi na uh, there's a lot that we can still discuss, obviously. Uh, but I'll leave it at that because I want to leave it for another meta. Uh, let me say thank you dun sa mga lahat na mga sumusuporta sa atin, nagko-comments, etc. Sa, sa YouTube, sa, sa Facebook, among others. And, you know, I'm just telling you guys how carefully I'm watching and following what's happening dito on the ground. No? So, yun lang. Let, let me say thank you kay Mitch Tengsha as always. Maraming salamat. Yun lang, daily dose daw ng Marites. Grabe naman kayo. Ito yung Marites with the research. Right? With the heart and the research. Salamat kay Michael Uy. Salamat kay Ron Asel Elamparo. Kay Jean Canlas. Kay Katrina Paladin Frias. As always, kay Maria Esmeralda. Maraming salamat always. Uh, Arwin Rubio. Maraming salamat also. Ayan, tinanong ako ni nung isa. Paano ko na-offeran ka ng position? Ayan, yung press secretary position. So, na. Now, not that, not that my illusion ako na ma-offeran ako as if naman, di ba? Uh, uh, enjoy mo na natin itong meta natin, alright? Okay. Uh, ayaw ko na mag-salita more kasi, ano, 
Wag na, baka mamaritas na naman tayo ng mga vloggers and all. So, thank you very much sa lahat na nakinig sa atin. I hope you appreciate it ngayon. Chill lang tayo, graphics, discussion. So, yun po yung ginagawa natin ngayon. Wag na kayo mong like. By the way, again, na-post natin yung interview ko with uh, Mayor Magalong of Baguio. His brand of leadership, politics, I'm sorry, uh, you know, governance beyond politics, you know, evidence-based, data-driven, modern 21st century governance. Yun po yung pinag-isapan natin. So please watch yung interview namin ni Mayor Magalong na post ko dito both on my channels. I mean, on my yeah channels sa YouTube and also on my Facebook. Please watch it, support it. So tuloy-tuloy itong mga interviews natin para we get more LGU leaders, more progressive leaders, more dynamic leaders on our meta for further intensive discussion. Numabot ng one and a half hours yung discussion natin with Mayor Magalong. We want to have more than that. So maraming maraming salamat. Thank you very much guys. This, this is how we want to do our meta, metas and blogging, right? So ayan natin yung mga, alam nyo na, yung mga kachipan and all of that ng ginagawa ng mga uh, trashy bloggers natin and all, slash bloggers. No? And may mga good bloggers naman, but I'm talking about yung mga blogger, but alam mo naman talagang anong ginagawa nila. Alright, okay. Maraming salamat. Thank you very much, guys. Talk to you soon. Adios. God bless.